Hey, welcome to Finding Your Soul and Success. Leaders sharing their inspirational wisdom with our host, Kathy Gardarian. Hello, I'm Kathy Gardarian. Welcome to Finding Your Soul and Success. I started my company about 33 years ago, and I've had a lot of experience seeing the, the difference in how you can relate to people and do things, and certainly it was a quite an inst- interesting time I had with my very first customer. It was the Home Depot stores, and I got the I got to be a vendor of theirs when it was they only had twenty five stores in the whole country, and I have now worked for them thirty years, and uh, we were opening two hundred and forty six stores a year. And we went from six products to almost a hundred products, and we had to store door deliver nationwide. So as you can hear that part of the story, I had a lot of lessons I learned along the way. And I wanted to do this podcast to share those stories, people learn from storytelling, and then have my friends come on that also have very interesting ways that they made their business be rewarding and successful as well. Today we have, I'm thrilled to have my very good friend, Tony Enrico here. Tony is a, is a CEO. I want to say he's a roving CEO of sorts. <laughs> and um, I think they call it fractional. He works with companies that are $5 million to $100 million dollars. And if they're struggling and they need help, then this is what he comes in and does. I wanted to ask you, really, just tell me a little bit about how you started. Well, first off, thanks for having me, Kathy. It's a great pleasure, and I'm looking forward to a good conversation. Going back, so I started with Johnson & Johnson on the consumer side of of the business. And and I remember vividly, I was living in Chicago, and I was making a trip to, I think, the East Coast. And it was 7 a.m. on a Monday morning, and I'm sitting in the line of these commercial aircraft waiting to to take off. And I went back of the bus and, and, you know, sitting in the aisle seat. And I looked out the window, and I saw about 32 planes in front of me. And I went, oh, my gosh, this is so metaphorical to the way promotions are handed out in big business. And I thought, is this the way it's going to go for a career? I mean, I literally have to stand here and wait and wait and wait. And when my turn comes and it suddenly dawned on me that, you know what, maybe if I volunteer for some of the jobs that nobody wants to take, I might be able to accelerate my learning, my exposure. And if things work out, great. And if they don't, well, I can always pick up my bag and go to a different spot. Mm-hmm. So that was really a catalyst. And, yeah. you know, unlike your good fortune of hooking up with Home Depot, <laughs> when things were really taken off, I, I landed at uh, Kmart, managing the Kmart business for J&J, when wow. things were going terribly wrong. Oh. And it wasn't as though I had any pre-ordained you know, ordained thoughts about getting into helping businesses that were struggling or turning around broken brands or, or, or you know, even running a company at that juncture. It was really all about just trying to learn. And I figured the more that I could get myself exposed to difficult situations, yeah. the more I'm going to learn. And, and I just wasn't afraid of falling down and failing because, frankly, I hadn't taken it off yet. <laughs> so I figured how bad could it be? And, and that was really the, the, the beginning of, of the journey to, to, uh, to getting into a bunch of 
uh, less than fun scenarios and and figuring it out and you know yeah. taking with the scars along with the uh, with the ribbons when they when they occasionally showed up. Yeah, and I it's interesting because when it you do have a painful experience, I I really feel like you almost create them so you learn and you're just it really helps you be better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's all good. It's, yeah, yeah. When you're in it, it doesn't always feel good. No, it does not. No, it does but, not. Yeah. In this incredible time of change and uncertainty, uh, what do you think are the critical characteristics that strong leaders might have, especially to for to ensure their growth and sustainability? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. It's it's, it's um, I define really wisdom as a combination of your God-given intellectual abilities coupled yeah. with experience. And it's hard to accelerate experience. You just have to go through the hard times and really learn from them uh, as a person, as a professional. And over the years, having been uh, through a, a lot of good learning opportunities, and I'd say that there are four really core characteristics that, um, that are really helpful. One is just having the, the character, you know, the grittiness the 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 fortitude um you know the courage frankly because more times than not you're going to do something as an entrepreneur that nobody else has tried or done before successfully yeah. uh, or even if you're working in an established business and you're having to tackle a new problem or an old problem that hadn't been fixed it, it takes courage to think differently and uh having that commitment and and that um the tenacity, right, to really just get after things. I think, secondly, you have to have a sense of originality. You have to come through and look at things with fresh eyes and fresh perspectives. Similarly, or, or simultaneously, I should, say, I should say, you also have to come with a sense of oneness, right? We're all connected, and, and we can't be looking at it from a myopic self-perspective, a selfish perspective, but rather one of how do I help solve the problem, but bring along a, a lot of people along the way. And, and I think if you do that well, good things generally will, will come to be. Results, of course, are part of the equation, but, you know, it's, it's reliability and responsibility and resourcefulness. I don't care how big or small the company, right. you're always going to be short people, you're going to be short money. And, and it could be a, be a billion-dollar enterprise or it could be a $1 million startup. There, there's always limitations. So being resourceful and, and being appropriate responsible, right? you got to step up and take responsibility for things when, when they go well as well as when they don't or at least share the responsibilities when, when they're going great. But really take on everything when it doesn't. And, and then it's energy. Right, you you have to yeah. come from a place of energy and and find that sense of self and and confidence, but also really find the great things that exist in others, and and really let release that in them. That's so important. I, and I, you know, I wanted to ask you because in my experience, the more employees I I actually had to hire, yeah. the more it was more difficult because I, so into the biology of your belief systems. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that many of my employees thought so differently. They would want to talk about things that they were really afraid of. Mm -hmm. And I would always think to myself, that's what you're afraid of? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, to really get personal with each one, I think that's, it's difficult to lead that way, but I think yeah. we need to do it. And Absolutely. And make them comfortable. Yep. Yep. Starting where people are at is critical yeah. and not where you want them to be or where they could be or should be, yeah. but really accepting them for who they are. 
yeah. and, and acknowledging their strengths. I mean, people fundamentally, in my experience, want to be appreciated, want to be valued, and they want to contribute to something bigger than themselves. Yes. And if you can find a way, I'm anti-motivation. I think motivation <laughs> is a first-class waste of time and, frankly, very egotistical. As opposed to being inspiring to the degree that you can tap into that wellspring of of uh, knowledge and ability and potential that exists in everybody. And if you can help somebody connect with that thing, you can turn them loose, let them go, and they become the best that they can be. Occasionally, you got to get them back on track if they go a little off off the rails, but yeah. that's okay, and that's part of the process. How do these CEOs or or the, how do these companies come to you and say, "I need help"? That's being very vulnerable as well. Yeah, if you think yeah. about it. Yeah, so um, a couple ways uh, I, I've been able to share my story in in front of a number of audiences uh, and live yeah. presentations pre-COVID, and, and inevitably, if there's a hundred people in the audience, five or six will come up and say, "Hey, can we talk offline?" Uh-huh. You know, because I that resonated okay. with some of what you've expressed and the story that you told and the time that. Yeah. Uh, so by being real and being really, uh, you know, just humble, I think is a core characteristic of a good leadership. And, and being out there and just explaining, not everything works well. So that's one. Secondarily, uh, you, you build relationships. You know, you and I met at a networking event about eight years ago. Yeah. You, you have, we have, you know, shared stories and kindred spirit and one thing leads to the next. And inevitably, uh, those inform, those opportunities lead to an introduction. Yes. I'm, I'm quick to share with people that I don't have all the answers. I don't I have this good. toolbox that is going to correct every problem. Yeah. But by genuinely listening and learning about a CEO's business and the people and the legacy they're trying to create and the challenges they're facing, because, come on, let's, we all know that nothing works perfectly all yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, inevitably, that leads to either an opportunity where I feel comfortable and capable of lending a hand and if I don't, I'm quick to share that, you know, I'm not probably the best person. And, and, oh. and let me repay it forward and find somebody that might be better suited to help in, in your yeah. situation. Does it matter if it's a lot of employees or a small amount or what's? Yeah, you know, usually the organizations that I get involved with would have at least $5 million in sales. So they're going to have 20, 25 employees, mm. typically speaking. Uh, on the floor, naturally, it could go to hundreds, thousands. You know, it yeah. it, 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 it runs the gamut. Uh, but more times than not, I mean, it, it, the the people uh, scenario is oftentimes one of the bigger challenges. You know, as, as organizations grow and and the entrepreneurial business owner needs to begin to further delegate, that's where they start to run into some of their own challenges in terms yeah. of what they're good at and what they don't particularly enjoy. And so, the more that you really have to empower others. Uh, the more that that can be problematic for for folks, and and that's where I can oftentimes drop in and and really fill that gap. Yeah. So, what do you think was some of your biggest challenges that you've oh, experienced gosh. doing there, this there job? So I many. can't even imagine. There were so many doing what you did. Yeah, you know, I've placed in numerous occasions organizations that were on the brink of bankruptcy, and um, oh. you know, obviously, it, it becomes very very uh, difficult to. People generally don't like change. And when change is needed, uh, in order to facilitate that, you have to work to build uh, trust and authenticity and let people know that you're genuinely in working towards their best interest. Now, it's hard sometimes because difficult decisions do need to be made and and difficult um, uh, decisions need you know can impact people's lives. 
that said, in order to get the organization to that healthy space, you really have to focus on the whole so that those that have been contributing and want to continue to contribute can be the best that they can be. If the organization goes down, then everybody's jobs and, and their yeah. livelihoods and, and the legacies that they've been working to create go along with it. So uh, I've I've got a lot of scars on my back. I won't gross everybody up but take my shirt off and show them to the <laughs> It's it's hard. It's frustrating, right? When you have the best of intentions, um, had situations where you know people you know created mutiny and and people yeah. that just did not want to go along, but they 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 pretended yeah. to. Had situations where you know people wanted to play the politically expedient. I'm going to say what I think needs to be said to various higher ups. I, I had a scenario where uh, a dear friend of mine to this day wrote an email. Didn't intend to copy me, but basically just lamb blasted my leadership of a company I was running and the decisions that were being made uh, and and expressed to the owner. And, uh, you know, in most situations, you probably say goodbye, pack up your stuff. Yeah. And instead, I looked at it as a coaching moment. You know, here's a young professional that I really respected. I thought had a lot of potential, maybe didn't have the experience. And, you know, I just really wanted to get into that person's head and understand, look, as a fellow human being, help me understand what you're thinking. And if there's something that I can do differently as a leader, I'd like to learn from this because you yeah. made a lot of comments that maybe you weren't 100 percent satisfied with what I was proposing or doing. And, and I'm curious. So by taking that approach, we built a really good bond. He did remarkable work. Uh, he's gone on. I've supported him in his career and he's gone on to do some really neat things. And and equally important, I learned some things about myself and that, yeah. you know, I, I've got my opportunities and, and, you know, I was a little blind to them. So it was a good learning experience for myself. See, everything is a learning experience. I mean, I think it's exciting because we can get upset when you could read something like that. But again, it's going to make you a stronger person. Yeah. And that's where the wisdom, you know, wisdom is different than knowledge. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So good for you because I have also learned. Is there anything you would change about the way you're doing things now? Looking into the future a little bit. Yeah. What do you think? Gosh. Because um, how does COVID really impacted anything for you? Yeah. You know, I've um, been fortunate in that, you know, a number of businesses that I've had the privilege to work with have done remarkably well. We've managed to work through oh, some gosh, of the challenges good. and and had some success in other situations we've um we've really experienced some some significant hardship uh got involved four years ago with a business that was on the brink of some you know some not so good things happening financially and we had to make some really really difficult calls and uh happened to be in an industry that was very negatively impacted by by covid uh so a lot of gains were taken back and subsequently, we got layered into some other challenges within the industry on top of the COVID. And it, it, it's hard. It's frustrating. So, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Um, going back to this, I think things happen for reasons. And yeah. and it's just another example of we got to be humble. We made good success. But you know what? At the end of the day, um, what did we learn from this? And what could we have done better? And how could have we better prepared so uh, best of efforts don't always lead to the, the best of outcomes. Yeah. We're still yeah. working. We're still, I mean, the company is still really making a, a rebound, um, but things don't necessarily happen as quickly as you'd like them to at times. So that patience, being yeah. patient with yourself, being patient with other people, 
I'm a big advocate, too, of giving people every opportunity. Uh, I, I do believe that we have a lot of untapped potential and negative beliefs that have been programmed into our heads oh, from yes. young ages. Yeah. So to the degree that you can help people really tap into themselves and, and prove to themselves and others that they're capable of a lot more, it, it can go a long ways. Well, we will hear more, uh, but right now we're going to take a commercial break. And we just want to take a quick break to remind you that Kathy is the author of a book, Feet to the Fire, Finding My Soul and Success. That's really the wellspring for this whole uh, podcast here. And it's a memoir which tells a transformational tale about a woman who learned to find her soul while climbing the ladder of success. Feet to the Fire tells how she learned to be brave, hold her feet to the fire, and how to invite deep change while tolerating acute discomfort. She had to keep her dreams and ambition alive in a world where strong women were often viewed with suspicion, and she had to practice patience. But most of all, she had to maintain faith and trust in the process until she reached a place not only of professional success, but spiritual abundance. So we invite you to pick up a copy of Feet to the Fire, Using the tools of humility, humor, and wisdom, Gardarian offers an alternative path to prosperity using feminine principles. As Deepak Chopra said, feet to the fires for anyone interested in true success, using her own story as an example. That's feet to the fire from our author, Kathy Gardarian. All right, and with that, we pick it up back where we left it off with Kathy and her friend Tony. So... If we talk about business and leadership, what's the takeaway you really want people to really know? Mm, great question. Uh, it's a never-ending process. I think leadership is very much a verb, not a noun. People mm -hmm. think that they get to a certain stature in an organization, and because of what it says in the business card, where their office is located, what, how much money's you know showing up in their W-2, that they've quote-unquote arrived at this leadership role. To the contrary. And I think that leadership is really about creating positive experience, even in difficult times or to the best possible experience in difficult times. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I do also believe that that um, that we as people of influence that choose to take on these roles, you need to be accountable for what shows up. Yeah. And so even when things go horribly wrong, you, you own it, you, you know, and, and you've got to really embrace it and, and learn from it and pick up your marbles and go go do it again. It's so important because there's so many people that aren't accountable for their own behavior. Yeah. And that I think is um, we really have to look that we're creating our own reality as we go all the time. Yep. So how is it going to be? Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Good news, bad news. Yeah. Like I say, feed to the fire like yep. my book, you know, yep. it's but I would wonder too about what really keeps you up at night, if you think about it? Oh, goodness. You know, what keeps me up at night? The never-ending, how can you do more and how can you help more and, and contribute to the highest possible level? Um, you know, I think your efforts to continue to reach back into the community, to write the book, to mm. to start the podcast, to, to yeah. get after and trying to share the stories to inspire and help others along the way, mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to balance you know, both your personal life and your family and and all the things that matter with that uh, kind of never-ending passion and 
ping that says get out there and do a little bit more. <laughs> yes. And and it's it, that that's that's what just kind of keeps my wheels turning is is to say, geez, yeah. God, it would be great to be able to reach more. We're living through some crazy unprecedented times, really? and it's I really know. it can be frankly depressing at times. Looking at some of what's been going on, and and you want to try and instill in others that confidence and that assuredness to get out and, and make a difference, whatever that difference might be. You know, we could leave with the philosophical question, you know, what's the meaning of life? There is none. You, you got to make it up. And, and the question is, is that impacting others in a positive way, making a, a really inspiring impact, or is it impacting people in a not so positive way? And, and that's the question you got to constantly be asking yourself. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, the old saying, you can never get enough of what you really don't want. Mm. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you need to spend time and contribute to where you feel is juicy and 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 additive to people. Yeah. But this whole notion of balance, mm-hmm. I'm struggling with that too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's times I just feel I'm so overcommitted. Yeah. And, and then I think, oh, come on, get a grip. You can do this. Yeah. You know. And yeah. so it's it's every day we have choices every yeah. day. Yeah. And and so we have to look and see what is the juice at the end of the day for us to actually be doing. Yep. And then you, sometimes you have to let some things go. Yep. So um, true. These are very, very different times. And sometimes I'll hear a story that's so loving that's happened out in the mm. world. Mm. And then you almost switch back and think, oh, yes, mm. that's really what we're here to do. We're here to mm. learn how to love yep. and to make it nice for everyone as yep. best we can yep. and to be kind yep and then there's other times when i think when i you know maybe listen to too much of the news i don't know even know what to think and i turn it off yeah I, yeah I really pay very little attention to yeah to the, to the news it's just as it becomes it's it's a form of propaganda right so <laughs> our job within yeah. the sphere that we have the influence in my opinion is, yeah. is to try to po- find the positives right and yes. and try to propagate those where we can and gosh, I've got a lot of situations that I've faced where so the negativity, you know, the the um, the toxicity in some in some places yeah, yeah. is is pretty overwhelming. And truth be told, you can come home at night and and be feeling that, right? I mean, you surround yourself with a certain yes. energy; it, it it starts to, you know, get into you, right? So you got to take that step back and and really yeah. try to reconnect. So you're not taking that person home. <laughs> yeah, you try not to. Yeah, try not no, to. I Sometimes totally understand it's it. yeah. So what is one of your favorite quotes, and what does it really mean to you? Oh, gosh. hmm. Another good question. I I, I would say, um, I I think it was Neil Donald Walsh is where I was introduced in his conversation with God series. Uh, And and his the quote that I recall is, you know, a true leader is determined not by the number of followers one has. A true leader is determined by the number of leaders one creates. And it's something that I think really speaks to the essence. Yeah, certainly the essence of what you're doing out well, in the world. I think all I think of us great. that are influencing in our own way. And, and yeah. you know, if we can be more focused in trying to, you know, put some energy in and put some juice in and, and give something out, um, it'll come back. It, yeah. it, maybe not in that instant, maybe not in that year, maybe not in that lifetime, but it will come back. And, and yeah. once you give, you get back. Well. You know, one of my favorite quotes was said by uh, Pat Summit, mm. uh, who was the very winningest basketball coach for women. Yep. And they would win all of these games, but an interviewer asked her, so what happens when you lose? And 
she just said, you know, I tell the girls, everything is what it is, mm. and then it will be what you make it. Amen. And so I, I find myself actually saying that a lot to myself. Mm-hmm. When something happens and I'm not happy about it, I think, okay, so how are you going to act? You know, yep. What are you going to do? Yep. And um, so how we respond is very important. Huge. Yeah. So, and people watch our response, Big too, time. and they're very affected by it, especially at the office. Mm-hmm. I think we have to. Mm-hmm. So that's one I try to remember. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. But there's so many great ones. And another one by Rumi certainly is whatever you resist persists. Mm-hmm. So I say <laughs> that a lot, too, to myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But quotes are good for us to yeah. remember and to center ourselves sometimes. What else, anything else you'd like to share before we have to close? I just wish you all the success. Thank you for having me on. It's yeah. been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I think there's a lot of folks out there that are, are that are hurting. They're in some yes. serious pain. Yeah. And uh, if there's anything at all that we can do as, as, um, as individuals, as human beings, in, in order to make things just a little bit better, I think that's, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you coming and sharing your wisdom. Yeah. Um, you also co-authored a book, and you have a prolific blog. So mm. why don't you tell people more about that and how they can reach you? Sure. Um, I wrote a book about, oh gosh, it's 15, 16 years ago now, uh, focused on on selling um, to the B2B marketplace. And if anybody's interested, it's still out on Amazon, uh, Championship Selling. So they can certainly look me up or the book. Um, I, I do try to put out something once a month. That's really uh, heartfelt, genuine, something that's tied to current events typically and something that's kind of moving me emotionally. Right. And, and I love your blogs. Well, I mean, thank you. Yeah, I read thank you. I never miss them. Thank you. Yeah, they're always and they always are different. And I can tell you're coming about one certain thing, something has happened that you yeah. now want to talk about. Yeah, and it's 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 really about putting it out there, and, and if somebody can find some inspiration or some benefit or some education, yeah. that's that's great. Um, so it, it, for those interested, I'm on LinkedIn, Tony Enrico uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, certainly can re- reach me at tonyenrico.com or you know Tony at tonyenrico.com and send me an email. I'd be more than happy to jump on a call. Say hello, get introduced, or or just uh, reconnect if we're old friends. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been a complete joy to have you here. I Thank you. I want you to come back and share more. Thank you. So I maybe you'll Kathy. do that. And well, I um, know your network's deep, and you got a lot <laughs> of great people in the queue. So when, when yeah. you when that time comes, I am happy to come back. Okay, good. Thank you very much. And so I just want to thank the listeners for tuning in and. Tune in again as we continue to find our soul in success. Well, there you have it. Another example of I could tune in each and every time to Feet to the Fire, Finding Your Soul in Success. That's the book we're pushing, and it's all about leaders sharing their inspirational wisdom. Right here in Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Dot biz. Streaming live from the Cove here at the University of California Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center.